beating the champions. It isn't for everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna Live, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. I was planning uh, once again to do the podcast in the morning, but um, I couldn't contain myself. I wanted to do it now. I wanted to get it out to our uh, YouTube viewers now, of course. Uh, a big hello to all of you who are tuned in live at the moment. And of course, to those of you who will be either watching this back or listening to it back via the audio. It's finished at the Emirates Stadium this evening. Arsenal 2, Liverpool 1. And it makes you feel that little bit better knowing that even if Liverpool had remained invincible up until this stage with, what, three games to go, we'd have stopped them. I'm telling you, Arsenal would have stopped them. Um, a really strange victory, actually. Um, and I haven't seen any press conferences. I haven't seen any interviews yet because I was watching the game uh, with some friends and family and I've literally just walked back in the door um, and I've literally sat down to do this. So on tomorrow's edition of the show, we'll be looking back at sort of Mikel Arteta's comments in a little bit more detail once I've had some time to go through those and, and look at them uh, a little bit more closely. But I mean, how am I feeling after that one? Strange. Um, delighted, obviously. Feels like we Jose Mourinho'd Liverpool this evening, just a few days after I spent so much time complaining about their approach against us. Um, a, a friend of mine, Dan DeLuca, who was on the, the social club with me a couple of days ago, said, Mikel Arteta learned more from Jose Mourinho in 90 minutes than he did in a few years with Pep Guardiola. Fair comment. Maybe. Um, but it was a really, really resolute defensive performance from Arsenal. Now, was it the vintage football that we've grown up watching under Arsene Wenger? No. Um, do I think we were a little bit lucky? Yeah, probably. Um, in fact, we were. Um, the nature of the goals that we got, um, you know, they were they were extremely fortunate. It's not often you see Virgil van Dijk make a mistake. It's not often you see Alisson make a mistake like that either. So, there was, of course, an element of fortune about this victory, but we take it. And we were really, really unfortunate, I thought, at the weekend. And I guess it's come around and, you know, it's it's kind of gone in our favour tonight. So we should just take it, enjoy it, move on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but let, let's go through the game in a little bit more detail. Let's start with the starting 11. Mikel Arteta made five changes from the side that started the North London derby. Rob Holding came in as one of the centre-backs. No Shkodran Mustafi. Zer Kalasinac also dropped out and Kieran Tierney tucked into a more um, inverted position, one of the three centre-backs. Bukayo Saka was kind of playing as a left wing-back, but I'll come on to that in a little bit. Um, in the middle of the park, Lucas Torreira came in to replace Danny Ceballos. There was no Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from the start. Instead, Reese Nelson got the nod and it was he, uh, Alexander Lacazette and uh, Nicolas Pepe that led the line for Arsenal. Going through the team at the beginning, we were looking at it and we were a bit like, has he gone a little bit too under strength? But on the other hand, you get it, don't you? With a game like the FA Cup semi-final coming up and prior to this game, I, I still think it's going to be tough, but prior to this game, our only real hope 
of making it into back into Europe would have been to go via the FA Cup route. So you can understand why maybe Mikel Arteta's prioritised that. He's been beating the drum about us playing too many games ever since football came back, in fairness to him. This is not a new thing. It's not a new excuse. He's been saying it for quite a while now. Um, and, you know, he said that there were players that deserved to start, that he could see it in their faces in training, etc., etc. And he's he's picked those players and they've got him a result. Um, you know, let's go through some of the individual performances. I, I do think that when Kieran Tierney, for example, plays in that centre-back role, you do lose a little bit of, of what he brings to the table and of what his talents are. But I understand why Mikel Arteta has done that. He looked solid throughout, I thought. Um, always committed. Um, one of Arsenal's better players on the night, in my opinion. A really, really good, solid display from him once again. Uh, so delighted to see uh, him continuing to make progress in an Arsenal shirt. Uh, Cedric came in, as I said, on the right-hand side. Um, had a fairly decent game as well. Didn't probably get forward as much as he would have liked. Um, but I think that was partly down to Arsenal's system. Um, which I'm going to touch on in a moment. Uh, Lucas Torreira came in, didn't think he was particularly great. Obviously, there's that bite when it comes to Lucas Torreira. There's that little bit of tenacity um, that he brings to the table, picked up a silly yellow card right at the start of the second half and had to make way before Arsenal got themselves into a bit of a mess. So, um, you know, delighted uh, that we managed to get over the line in the end. But in terms of the rest of the individual performances that I want to just touch upon, um, I want to touch on that of Reese Nelson. Now, I'm not going to lie. I, I've been a big critic of Reese Nelson's um, in the last, I guess, few months, uh, you know, possibly even before that, basically this season since he's come back. I've seen him on some occasions be really, really good. Um, really, you know, I guess really productive in the final third. I've also seen games where he's not been involved at all. He's been a little bit laboured. He's not looked like he's completely there. And I actually thought that he started the game tonight pretty poorly. I mean, I was waiting for him to try and get into the game. I appreciate the opponent was a very difficult one. And it was an opponent that um, when coming up against Reese Nelson was going to naturally be asked to do a lot of defending. But then once he got the goal, you just saw like a, a this shot of confidence start flowing through the player. And do not underestimate how important confidence is to a footballer, particularly someone who plays in the forward areas. Um, <coughs> apologies. Um, so, yeah, really delighted with with his output in the end. Um, took the chance that came his way really, really well and worked really hard from a defensive point of view, particularly in the second half before he was replaced. So really, really pleased um, with, uh, with Reese Nelson's showing. Alexander Lacazette, again, worked hard. Um, it's clear when you look at the way Arsenal set up tonight that Mikel Arteta is asking his centre-forward to almost play like a false nine, drop that little bit deeper, almost a bit like what Roberto Firmino is doing on the other side, just coming deeper, getting on the ball, getting a little bit involved. And then as a result of that, you saw Nelson and Pepe um, just push a little bit further on, come slightly infield because the wing-backs are giving you um, a bit of width anyway and, and sort of play like a front two but almost split apart and that was really interesting to see and it was very clear actually at certain points in the game because you could see the shape on your TV screen you could see Lacazette that bit deeper and those two ahead of him um, I thought Lacazette did really really well um, for the second goal now of course Alisson's played a silly pass out to his defender but if you watch it again 
you see a really, really switched on Lacazette, a really sharp Lacazette. And he almost anticipates that pass, doesn't he, before it's actually played. And that's why he gets there so fast. That's why he gets to the ball. That's why he cuts the ball back to Reese Nelson, who at the time I was screaming, square it. Nicolas Pepe is in the middle of the goal. He's open. He's empty. There's not a defender in sight. But instead, Reese Nelson buried it to his credit. And Reese Nelson, of course, played a huge part as well in Arsenal's opening goal when he put that pressure on Virgil van Dijk. Van Dijk was appealing for a foul. And I just, I just found that laughable. Look at the size of you. Look at the bloody size of you. You're not going to get knocked off of the ball uh, by Reese Nelson. And, and credit to Nelson again for being tenacious, for, for sniffing out that there was something there. And this is a common theme you are seeing with Arsenal now. The more you see Mikel Arteta's side pressing people high up the pitch, winning the ball back and getting the rewards for it, the more you're going to see the players do it because they believe now that there is a benefit to be had from that. So lots of encouragement um, in that sense. Look, we defended a hell of a lot this evening. Um, there is no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, you know, we defended, we defended, we defended. Liverpool had some opportunities, as you'd expect, given the talent that they have in that front three. But you, you know, you've got to give Arsenal credit. There was people putting their bodies on the line, making blocks. I thought Granit Xhaka was excellent again in the middle of the park, putting himself about. Tierney was good. Holding, I thought, was good in patches. There's some comments um, about holding, which I'll come to in the chat box in a moment. And this is a chance for me to tell you to get your questions in, guys. Um, before I come to the chat box in just a couple of moments time, I thought actually that Rob Holding was possibly slightly at fault for Liverpool's goal because you see, um, you know, I think it was, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, Firmino carrying the ball. Robertson's made that sort of movement on the out uh, inside, sort of in the half space. And then he cuts it back eventually for Mane. And I just wanted to see Holding go out and put a little bit more pressure on his man. He sort of hesitates. He, he holds off a little bit. He should know that David Lewis is sweeping behind him and covering the run or trying to cover the run of Robertson, which should give him that confidence to go on um, and challenge his man. I think there was a little bit of a hesitation there. I think that's probably because Arsenal have, or, or Rob Holding in particular, hasn't played an awful lot in this system under Mikel Arteta. And the more that he does the more he will understand where his teammates are supposed to be. And then he can do his bit. And if they still end up scoring and it's come from the fault of somebody else, then he's done his part. Um, so I just thought he was a little bit, I guess, I wanted to see him be a little bit more proactive there in terms of putting pressure on the defender. Um, other than that, again, Mikel Arteta for me, I thought he managed the game well in terms of his substitutes. He probably left it a little bit too long at Spurs. He probably made uh, the same mistake against Leicester, but he got it right at Wolves to his credit recently, and he got it right again tonight. Now, people will say that Liverpool were not at the races. People will say that Liverpool have won the title and they don't care anymore. People will say that this Liverpool side that we're seeing at the moment are a shadow of the side before the lockdown. Maybe there is a slight bit of truth in all of those things, but you shouldn't take credit credit away from Arsenal. You shouldn't. You know, we've defended resiliently. We've understood what we've needed to do in order to try and level the playing field and close the gap in quality between the two sides. And, you know, it, we've done a really, really good, solid job of that. Um, 
Was it pretty? No. Was it nerve wracking? Yes. Was it fucking boring at times? Yeah, it was. Um, but, you know, I was sitting here having a go at, at some of the Spurs fans the other day when I was saying, you know, how can they enjoy watching that type of football? I'll tell you what, when you win the game, uh, particularly a game against the side that you probably didn't have any right to beat, it does feel good. And, and the performance almost becomes a side note, doesn't it? The result comes first and the performance comes after. So, yeah, you know, I'm um, I'm delighted. I'm happy. I'm thrilled with the result. Lots of positives to take from it. Again, we'll be bringing you another edition tomorrow where we'll be dissecting Mikel Arteta's press conference and reacting a little bit more. Um, I say tomorrow, by the time those of you listening on audio would get this, it'll be later today. Um, but yeah, we'll be dissecting it um, with a little bit more uh, detail. This is kind of like a, a raw uh, reaction sort of podcast that I wanted to bring you guys because I am buzzing and I didn't want to go to bed. I, I, you know, you win a game like that, you want to talk about it, you want to share it, you want to talk about the experience with your mates. Uh, let's go over to... Uh, the chat box. Uh, massive thank you to Unknown Driller for your kind donation. Thank you so much, mate. He says, happy for the win, but still think City will slap us on Saturday. Liverpool were on the beach. Credit to you for being consistent with your opinions and admitting we got lucky like Spurs got lucky. Uh, thank you so much for your comment, my friend, and, and of course for your kind donation. Um, I, I honestly... You know, I cannot sit here and say that when you play that way, there wasn't any element of luck in it. It's impossible to say that when you give up possession, when you're sunk back, when you're clearing balls from inside your six yard box, when your goalkeeper is having to make saves, there's no way you can say there isn't at least a slight element of luck. And I, I was I said that about the Spurs game. I thought they were lucky to win that. And equally, I thought we were lucky to win tonight. It doesn't make it any less sweeter. It doesn't make it feel any less enjoyable as an Arsenal fan. But it is the truth. It is worth noting. Um, right, let's go over to some more of your comments. Uh, the overlord of procrastination. He says, brilliant defensive performance. Hats off to Arteta. King Kimo says, come on, you gunners. The Saint says, well done, Arteta. Kips, uh, Kip is cool now, says, hi, Harry. What a great result. It was a fucking great result indeed. Um, Niall Healy says, Arteta's press conference was very interesting, pleading for the cash to improve us. We will uh, be dissecting that in detail tomorrow morning. So stay tuned. I keep saying tomorrow morning. If you're listening via the audio, it's later today. Um, you're going to get a, a, another edition where we're going to be dissecting that. Um, Omar says, well, I don't know how we won this one, but a win is a win, I guess. Uh, Malcolm Lee says, fake result. You know, Liverpool were 80%. Way to put a downer on it, mate. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Um, thumbs up from Tommy O'Donoghue. Hyper Frantic says, I thought holding was immense. I'll just quickly touch on what I said about holding again. I, I thought he was decent. Um, I thought he was pretty good for the most part. I did think that maybe he was slightly at fault for that goal. Um, but let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, Inter Yanan um, is a little bit less positive. He says, let's be real. It was two mistakes from Liverpool that won the game. Agreed. Um, 
But just like Tottenham were banging the drum the other day about having to take those opportunities when they do come along, we had to take the opportunities too. And we took them well. And we finished both chances. Um, Anton Klein says, the Triple H theme music being played as we walked on before the second half was fantastic. It was indeed. And I was laughing about this because I was watching it with my brothers and uh, we all used to be massive wrestling fans. And me in particular, I was a big fan of Triple H and I used to play that song all the time. So to hear it was a bit like, whoa, like blast from the past. Um, so uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, certainly got the boys up for it, didn't it? <laughs> um, what else have we got here? Um, a couple of questions about the uh, the press conference, which, I, like I said, haven't seen it at the time of recording. Going to go back and watch that just after this. And like I said, I'll be bringing you another podcast in the morning um, or a little bit later on, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, in which we will be dissecting that in more detail. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Yonic Max says, Torreira was tidy today. Yeah, I, th I thought he'd done relatively well for someone who hasn't started a game in, in such a long time. There's always that risk with Lucas Torreira that if he gets himself in the book too early, it can be a problem. And his game is so uh, reliant on being able to be snapping at people's heels, making challenges, that when he does pick up a yellow card, you worry. And I think his substitution was partly due to a lack of fitness today and, of course, partly due to that as well. Uh, Tova says, big win, good defensive performance. Thought holding really played well. Nelson is still a hot or cold player to me. I agree with that. Um, I think he is a hot and cold player at times, Reese Nelson. Um, but to his credit, when the opportunity came along, he took it. And as I said earlier on on the show, I did think that once he got that goal, you just saw this uh, confidence flow through his brains, uh, not his brains, his, his body. Um, and you saw him start to work that little bit harder and have a little bit more of an edge to his game. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, just scrolling through some of your comments. Bear with me a second. Um, slightly more negative outlook on uh, Reese Nelson's performances. Maxima says Reese is hot garbage. He wouldn't get into a team of farmers from Surrey. Harsh. Very, very harsh. Um, unknown Driller, again, thank you for your very kind donation, mate. Um, he says Pepe was a disappointment again today. £72 million. Uh, look, Pepe wasn't great today, um, but I thought he had a really, really difficult role to play. And that was because Arsenal had so little of the ball. When he did get the ball, it was very rare that he had support. And often he was being relied upon to carry the ball and try and buy us some time. It's really, really difficult role to play. It wasn't his greatest game, though. I, I agree um, in that sense. Um, I.E. says, I was thinking Reese Nelson should play. Thought before the game that Arsenal had a chance. Um, I think there was always an element of Arsenal having a chance because of the fact that Liverpool are already champions and they've already kind of, you know, that it feels like they were kind of on the beach, you know, the last couple of fixtures. Of course, they got heavily beaten by Man City not so long ago. And then, of course, they drew with Burnley at the weekend. So understandable why people did think um, that, that Arsenal stood an opportunity to win this this evening. And we did it to our credit. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Yonick says, Harry, get off it. Xhaka was not excellent today. 
I thought he was, mate. I thought he was. Um, difference of opinion, though, clearly, um, which is fine. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, Chris Brown says, can't believe we're looking at finishing ninth this season. Arteta will demand backing for transfers. Get told there is no money to spend and he will walk, leaving us a shambles again. Um, look, we all know that he needs backing to go to the next level. We all know that. Anyone who denies that is just living on another planet. There is no question about it. Mikel Arteta needs the funds. He needs the support, um, not just of the club, though. He needs the support of the fans as well. And 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 that's the, uh, that's the uh, you know, th- those are the elements that he needs in order to be able to, um, you know, to succeed in this job and to push us on to where we need to be. Uh, Jay Ryan points out the score was 2-1. Yes, um, I didn't click save properly on the title after I made an edit, so apologies about that. Um, we'll get that sorted uh, ASAP. But you know the score anyway. Well, was everyone so bothered about it for? <laughs> uh, AM says, ugly performance, anti-Venger ball, but important for the squad to feel energised for the remainder of the season. It won't change how I feel, though, about this shit squad. Martinez to the rescue. Um, Mosley F says, definitely lucky tonight. We got the win, but we have to give up the ball as we ain't got a midfield who can keep it. So it's an excellent point. Keeping possession is wasn't a problem against Jose Mourinho's side on Sunday where they kind of allowed us to have it in certain areas. That wasn't the case tonight, though. Liverpool uh, pressed us a lot higher with a lot more intensity. You could see very, very early on in this game that we had a problem um, in terms of keeping the ball. We couldn't string four or five passes together, uh, but fortunately we were able to defend effectively enough. Uh, Trevor Power says, Europe, hopefully, after that result, absolutely, fingers crossed, we can find our way into European competition by hook or by crook. Not because I'm particularly excited about seeing Arsenal travel to the likes of Vorce Club, Poltava, but because the financial implications of not being in it are going to be huge and they're going to have an impact on what is available to Mikel Arteta, you feel, uh, in the transfer market this summer. Um, Mr. A says, to say a Liverpool were on the beach or they didn't come to win is completely disingenuous. Um, I don't think they were completely on the beach. I don't think they didn't come. I, I don't think they came not to win, sorry. But it's difficult to deny that anything other than, you know, well, well, the fact is they weren't at their best. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Uh, Paratosh says, good to see Arsenal maintain their shape in the end. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Marquee signing says, not the way we would like to play in the long term, but great victory and a bit of positivity around is much appreciated. Absolutely right. That brings us towards the end uh, of this live edition of the podcast. Like I said, we'll be bringing you uh, another episode in which we will dissect Mikel Arteta's uh, comments after the game. And we'll be looking at some more Arsenal news as well. The Chronicles of Aguna is coming to you daily once again. Uh, So please, if you haven't already, hit that like button. Um, There's 80 of you watching at the moment. Please, please do hit that button. It it really means the world. Uh, to us, it helps our video climb up the rankings, etc., etc. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Um, so to summarize, Mikel Arteta, 
in 90 minutes, learned how to park the bus from Jose Mourinho. He took what he learned and a few days later, he put it to practice. And Arsenal have beaten the runaway Premier League champions by two goals to one at the Emirates Stadium. Goals, of course, from Alexander Lacazette and Reese Nelson. I've got a smile on my face and that's all I can ask for. Arsenal making me smile is... is uh, it, it, it is what it's all about. And um, we can now move into a Saturday semi-final with a lot more positivity, with a more positive vibe. You know, had we been beaten again, a second defeat on the bounce would have made it, uh, you know, a little bit sort of more doom and gloom in terms of the atmosphere going into that game. So I'm delighted that we got um, the three points. It gives us a slim chance of qualifying for Europe via the league as well. Um, you know, Great stuff. I'm delighted. I'm happy. I'm pleased. And uh, let's go and uh, watch match of the day. So uh, until tomorrow, guys, take care. Have a good night's sleep and uh, up the Arsenal. <laughs>